That's the great thing about us is like if you really know us and if you like follow us and you know it's like if you don't know like hey I would like to see where the dudes are your first and best bet is always to go to the wherever the bar is in that vicinity at that tr- whatever track you're at go go start there first and then and then spread out that way you're going to find us if you start like a a circle in that area and just do a vicinity of that check like you will find one of us i have no doubt about it especially at saratoga there were these two <laughs> racing dudes named aaron and jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it started a website where players go to see all their picks the goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk they put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly make a website where the expert picks are freer than willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner as a matter of fact i want to hit the exacta there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to so next time that the horses all line up at the post make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland Goldstream parks and Matoga, and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com is good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets what is up i'm jared welty and it is thursday june 1st and this speakers off what's up man what's up everybody what's up dude it's uh man you're you're looking a little thinner there you 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 did trim it down i'm i'm uh, i'm impressed Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not perfect. It's it's a baby steps. We're not not to the stubble, but uh, can't really tell here. I got even got the hair trimmed. I mean, I'm just feeling like a new man, you know, Uh, what, you know, I was, I was debating it. And then I went, me and the boys went to the pool the other day. And I was like, yeah, it's, this is, this has got to go. I, I, this is getting, it's just getting old. So uh, this is my summer look. Not quite as clean shaven as you, but it's, it's a right. work in progress. Well, I've let mine grow out for a few days now, so it's, <laughs> it's coming in. You're looking, yeah, you're looking rough. Thank What's you. What's going on? Yeah, I know. I know. So uh, we are a uh, week out, uh, almost a week out from the Belmont. And, uh, of course, we've got a good set of racing this weekend, kind of like that one of those unknown weekends uh, that kind of gets sandwiched between the, the in the Triple Crown there. But, uh, you know, the Pin Oaks, Pin Mile and on Friday, and you got good racing at Belmont and Churchill Downs. Uh, and Santa Anita this weekend as well. It, it it serves, I think it serves as a nice kind of. Here's not huge racing, but this is a solid set of racing we can kind of, kind of get our hands on uh, until we get to obviously the huge card uh, that will present itself next. Well, really not just Saturday or Saturday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Belmont Park. Yeah, I always like this weekend the Pin Mile and the Penine Ridge two races. We'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. They're kind of, uh, you know, preps towards that big Belmont Derby day, which is like usually like 4th of July weekend, right around that time period where you see those really, really good races. So uh, I I am looking forward to that, uh, you know, because this weekend is really the big kind of precursor to that. I always love the big races at the smaller tracks, too. So that's kind of cool. We get that pin mile pin oaks like you talked about. So it's a good weekend for sure. Uh, And like I said, it's a nice little start to what's going to be a huge weekend coming up. So tell, tell the folks here, what do we, uh, you know, this is a, usually we do this in the afternoon, later afternoon, um, into the evening. We're doing it at noon, noon today. Why, why are we doing it early? Where are you going? 
Yeah, so if you're bored tomorrow night, six o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be really bored. Six o'clock Central Time tomorrow night, uh, Husker Butch runs in the first race at Prairie Meadows, and so I'm leaving uh, tonight, trying to get up there uh, a little bit. Well, go about halfway, maybe. I'm getting old. I don't want to do it all in one day, and then uh, go up tomorrow and watch Husker Butch run. So if you're going to be at Prairie Meadows, uh, come find me. I'll be there Friday and Saturday, and. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how well he will run. Probably decent. I don't know if he'll win or not. But he's seven to two. First race uh, on uh, Friday at Prairie Meadows. Seven to two. Uh, first race on Friday. Yep. At Prairie Meadows. What are you? What are you? Or Saturday? Is it? Is it Friday or Saturday? It's Friday. Friday. What do you like? Well, honestly, though, like you think. I mean, who's the favorite in that race? I mean, what are your like? You know, if you were handicapping that race, you know, non-owner bias. Uh-huh. How are you feeling about it? I think third is probably the most realistic uh, we could be. Uh, he's going to improve at second off the layoff. He really needed the race last time out. Much easier spot. Uh, it's going to just depend on if he can kind of get out towards the front. He should. He's got enough early speed. Um, but, uh, you know, there's two horses, the number one and the number two in that race that I think might just be a little bit better than us. Uh, but I, I think we can run third. And, you know, a maiden special weight. Uh, we did not drop down to maiden claiming yet. So, you know, if he if he could go out there and run third, then you're like, okay, we could try special weight again. We could drop down to the maiden claiming ranks, and he'd really look good. So, we just hope to see a good effort. I I think he's going to hit the board. Well, there you go, lock it in. He says, lock it in, hit the yeah. board. Uh, no, Jesse, we will. Of course, we will. Yeah. A couple times, probably. So, um, we've been going to the Travers last couple of years. It feels like I think, and uh, it, that's a good. That's Seems to be kind of, I don't know about you, Alterman, but I think that's kind of, we kind of circle that every year now. Yep. Yep. That's a can't miss. We'll definitely be there. I'm I'm still trying to work out uh, the summer plans. Of course, my, uh, my wife's family's up there. So you kind of have to work uh, around that a little bit, but I'll be up there. I'll be up there quite a bit. I would say um, not, not the whole summer like last year, but a couple of weekends for sure. I don't know. It feels like for some reason this year, more than most years, was not to say I don't get excited about Saratoga, but, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been seeing, you know, we have, obviously we have friends that live up there and, you know, seeing pictures of it on social media. And, and then of course, kind of just thinking about what's, you know, coming up. It's like, I seem more excited than most years to be at, back to Saratoga. It, it feels like every year it, it, it's getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And, uh, yeah, I am with you on that. Also, we're going to have, uh, at the, at the horseshoe and I'm sure uh, many of you, if you've been to Saratoga, have been to the horseshoe, we're going to have uh, a couple of banners hanging uh, from the tents, right. At the horseshoe. Right. I'm pretty proud of that. Honestly, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my hope is I can at least get to the, to the horseshoe and, and say, Hey, see that that's, that's, my company can i give a free beer or something so that's what i'm hoping yeah, for um nice. i imagine the way i imagine is we'll be there and they'll flock to us you know women children kids um adults everyone because they see our pictures uh on hanging from the ceiling there uh, that that would be that would be cool i don't think that's reality but it <laughs> would be very cool to see that happen uh, shaking hands and kissing babies is that what they say no something like that. exactly yes yes and uh, i i told uh, i told casey buck uh, my cousin and you're a good good friend about oh, it yeah. he, Love he that was guy. he was very very excited because uh, he's like oh i always go to the horseshoe after the races i was like that's why we did it you know cuz people like you are always there you got to you know got to track to our to our uh, to our fans there, Mister Mister Casey Buck, my biggest 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 supporter. 
not just for me and in general, but in my life as well. You know, he's just a solid, solid stand-up dude. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's I can't wait to see him. I can't wait. I never understand that guy. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I n- I've never understood the beef. Like, he always, he's always, he's always mad at me. I'm just, I don't know why. Even I can confirm, even when you're not there, he's still mad <laughs> at you. He's talking shit to me about you. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care about this. But he seems, he's one. He seems like, like we, like when I'm there, like we hang out, we have a good time. Like, there's no like animosity, but it's like. As soon as I leave, I feel like he's mad at me for some reason. Like it was ever since the one time I think I I gave him shit about Brady, you know, because he was, you know, he's a Patriot. I don't know if he's still a Patriots fan or is yep. he a he's, he was a Brady Patriots fan, and of course Chiefs mm-hmm. and coming up, and so I, I gave him some shit about something one time, and it was just like as you do as dudes, you know, and he you know he, he didn't like that. No, not at all. Sure it, it hung with him. It still it, hugs with them. It's, 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 it's a feud that um, only he participates in. <laughs> Brady is, he's retired. He's about to start announcing and we're still talking. He's still upset about it. Still so. upset. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm so excited to see Casey. So uh, I yeah. love, by the way, I, I kidding aside, like his family is amazing. Um, it, we so much fun when we go. So, I mean, your aunt, well, uh, Heather's aunt and uncle mm-hmm. just, I mean, you can't, it's just those, some of, we have some of the best trips we've had at Saratoga were with, with that group of people. So, um, yep. looking forward to being back. Yeah. We'll be back, Jesse. And definitely, I mean, we had a good time last time, right? So, yep. uh, gotta, we'll be back and don't worry. Like we'll, we'll connect, right? Yes. If you're buying <laughs> well, beers. If we're buying, if you're buying, we'll connect. Well, I was going to say, uh, we hang out at the same spot. It's not gonna be hard to find each other. <laughs> That's the great thing about us is like if you really know us and if you like follow us and you know it's like if you don't know like hey I would love to see where the dudes are, your first and best bet is always to go to the wherever the bar is in that vicinity at that tr- whatever track you're at, go go start there first and then and then spread out that way. You're gonna find us if you start like a a circle in that area and just do a vicinity of that check. Like you will find one of us. I have no doubt about it. Especially at Saratoga, <laughs> if you if you're gonna be there this summer, just go to the Paddock Bar. We will. I guarantee you, half the weekends, one of us at least will be there <laughs> at the Paddock Bar. So yeah, yeah. And if we're not, just we we might there might be the odd chance that we're either at Shake Shack or right on the rail watching a race. But just ask somebody, hey, have you seen these dudes? And they'll be like, yeah, they'll be, they'll be right back. Yeah, they're over there. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's, absolutely, this is a place to find you guys. We would, yeah. yeah, like there you go. I mean, as I say, go to Keeneland, that bar at Keeneland. Guess what? Yeah. You'll see us there. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Santanita, that bar there. Yep, you'll find us there. Del yeah. Mar. I mean, yeah. every track you can think of. Go to Oakland. Yep, you'll find, go to the local that yeah. bar up on top. Yep. Yeah. Problem is, there's two. They, they're not all as, as, as easy as Saratoga, where you have that perfect location where you know. Um, in the paddock bar, there's too many spots to look, but uh, Saratoga is easy. 
Yeah, Saratoga is that's a good spot. The the bar at Keeneland is a real good spot. You can just walk right out and then boom, you're right, you know, at the track uh, where you you're kind of up above where you can look. That's a good spot. Some of the other ones are a little more challenging. Oakland's kind of a challenge. I feel like uh, Del Mar, places like that. So yeah, those are those are two good ones. That that uh, bar at Keeneland, that's that's perfect. That's really good. I mean, that was like a. Uh... The year of the Breeders' Cup was there whenever uh, COVID was going on, and there was no one there. It was like a almost felt like a dream. Every time we walked in there, there was no one there. You just, I mean, it was nothing like it is now because obviously there was no one there. So, yep. Um, it felt like a hidden jewel at the time. But all right, guys, well, let's get into it. We got it one week, like I said earlier, to the Belmont Stakes. Uh, of course, the final leg of the Triple Crown, and it's looking like a doozy, guys. It looks like it might be the one uh of the three that's uh, the, the the most exciting uh, the best field top to bottom so we'll talk a little bit about that uh for this coming up uh june 10th one week away for the 2023 belmont stakes and then we're going to get some rapid fire selections for the greatest stakes action this weekend at belmont park churchill downs and penn national including of course tomorrow's 400 k 400k uh pin miles stakes let's go They're all in line, and we are ready for the start. They're off in the Belmont Stakes. Saturday, June 10th, 2023, the 155th renewal of the $1.5 million Belmont Stakes takes place at, of course, Belmont Park. The field is starting to take shape. Halterman, as we are about one week out, and uh, it kind of looks like it might be the best race of the uh of the three legs here, you know, as we look here, you see on the screen, if you're listening to this on the, on the, just the audio version, I'll run through it here. The latest as of yesterday, I haven't seen the, the Naira press release today as far as uh, the, the potential field, but as of right now, you're looking at nine horses, uh, 10 possible angel of empire, Archangelo Forte hit show. Is it, I don't, I never know how to pronounce it. Il Miraclo. I don't know. Uh, Mira- National Treasure. What is yeah. it? Il Miracola is how I say it, but I don't know if that's right or not. It's weird too because the eye. It's like, what is that second eye? It's know. not an eye. It's not like I, I almost like the, I almost else. looked like the second, right? Yeah, but it's I don't know. Just whatever. The San Santa Horse, <laughs> National Treasure, Raise Cane, Red Route One, Tappet Trice, and then Tappet Shoes is a possible, but those first nine are probable entries you know it started off with bell baffert having three possible now we're all the way down to just the uh preakness winner national treasure at least the latest uh, you know which was weird i really thought arabian line would would show up here maybe you will um but right now it looks like it's just gonna be national treasure yeah and you look at that and you think well first thing you always look at is what what's the pace gonna look like who's running with national treasure early in this race again I don't see a ton of speed lined up for this race after the defections. You know, we had a lot of speed uh, at first at first look when he had 13 horses, 14 horses lined up. But now I don't see a lot of other speed in this race. Do you? No, I don't. And, you know, I think you can look at that, you know, two different ways. One, it, it obviously is going to help uh, National Treasure. But two, you you would think a horse like uh, Tabit Trice, who, you know, just can't seem to get going early in these races. Uh, you know, maybe just that limited speed in the race keeps him a little bit closer in the race. 
I don't look. It, <laughs> it's hard to talk about Tapatrice because of how bad he was in the in the Kentucky Derby, and you 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 think back to that, and boy. It just was bad. But if you take that race out, we thought all along that the Belmont was going to be the race for him. And the thing about it is like people I trust, like Richard McLeary, I made this example. Uh, I don't remember what other show we were on. Maybe it was Saturday when we did the blinkers off. It's like I watch him talk about Tapatrice and Forte and he's like Tapatrice in his works. He's much more impressive. Like he's just looks really, really good. I love what I see from him. So I, you have to think he's going to sit there and have a much, much better trip, but boy, he was bad in the Kentucky Derby. There's no way around it. He he was brutal in that race. I mean that I, I tried, I don't know. You kind of, I feel like you have to throw that out a little bit just because if you do, like you said, look at that, it was not good. Um, you know, I, I think it, you can help that by you know, going and watching, go watch Modonigal last year in the Derby and then go watch him obviously win um, the Belmont. You know, I think one thing about it is like uh, this, well, you know, Angel of Empire is is appealing as well as being a key horse. But as I look at it, I really think Tappet Trice is a, you know, is a, is a solid horse to key in this race in terms of, you know, one, two, three, just because I, I, I just think he's going to hit the board here. I don't know how he does it just based off of his ability and and running style, but can he win? Like, yeah, I think he can, but you're right. After watching that race, you're like, uh, I don't like it as much as I did prior to the race. Yep. Absolutely. You think about Mo Donegal last year, he just felt right the whole week. I was just like, I have no doubt Mo Donegal's winning this race. I don't have that feeling right now with Tappet Trice, uh, like like I did with Mo Donegal. I was so ready to pound him and did pound him in that race. And this one, again, it's it, and it could just be none of these have really stood out and been just great horses uh, throughout this whole thing. And so that that's part of it as well. But I just got kind of a lackluster feel about this field so far as we sit here right now. Uh, you know, the other surprise sort of is, is Forte kind of pointing towards the race after they said he wasn't going to point towards the Belmont. Can he kind of get show up here and run a big race after not running since the Florida Derby, that's going to be a long layoff now for a horse trying a mile and a half. So I think Forte is another, he's a weird one. What do you do with him? Cause let's not forget he did beat the Kentucky Derby winner mage in that Florida Derby, but Will he be ready for this mile and a half after what's happened to him? I know. I, I almost like he's, he's scary to play against for sure. But, you know, I was ready to play against him in the Derby as well, you know, and, and as far as on top, you know, I was going to use him underneath, but so I can't really. And then, and then it's like, well, they said, okay, well, we're going to just point to the Travers now. And then all of a sudden that's what the trainer said. And, and then now he shows up to run here and I don't, and just from what I've heard and kind of what the feel is of it, I don't necessarily love it. It feels a little bit forced to me. Um, I could see him being a little short, like he could run a really good race, but cause, cause he's talented. Right. Um, but like when the real, you know, when it gets kind of gutty there at the end, like, can he hold off tap and tries? Can he hold off, you know, even red route one national? Can he get, can he get to national treasure? Can he, you know, whatever it is, um, angel empire, can he hold off angel empire? Like there's a bunch in there that just, I don't know. 
Like maybe he is one of those cases where he runs a really good race, puts away Tappet Trice, like he holds him off, but then here comes Angel of Empire that nails him at the wall, whatever, you know, like it feels like maybe just too much to do. I don't like that they kind of re-pivoted or, you know, whatever, like they kind of changed up and it feels a little forced to me. So I do think him being in the race is beneficial if you don't want to play him though, because he's going to take a lot of money and yeah. it's going to make the price like Tappet Trice, and I mean, I haven't really analyzed it too closely, but let's just say, like, without Forte in the race, Tappet Trice is like, you know, two to one, five to two. And with that, with him in the race, he's probably three, four to one, you know? And so to me, like, you're getting a much better price on not just him, but a bunch of these horses. It's interesting to see. Do you think him or, or National Treasure will be a lower price? Forte. I think it'll be Forte. I think it will be Forte. I think you'll, you'll get a similar price on national treasure that you got in the Preakness, which is kind of weird to think of it that way. But I, I really think that's, what's going to happen. Um, you know, national treasure is a horse. Again, if he looks to have that big pace advantage, you might, you might look at him uh, a little bit harder than maybe what you thought you would have. Uh, but look, he he's kind of a grinded out run all day type. You get that lead. He might be tough to pass. You mentioned Angel of Empire for Brad Cox. I think Hit Show for Brad Cox is kind of interesting as well. This race looks like it would suit him pretty well on paper. Um, he he ran a sneaky good race in the yeah. Derby. So Hit Show is another one. That that's a horse at a price that I think is going to run pretty well in here. So th this is certainly the best of what we've got so far. I, I really believe that. Well, think about it. You look at the Derby. And your top, I mean, let's say Forte was in the race. Yes, he was until a couple of days. Um, your top three choices of the race, Angel of Empire, Forte, Tapatrice, you know, like mm -hmm. pretty clear though on those. And so you get all those, you got the top horses of the Derby coming back. You've got the Preakness winner who is trained by Bob Baffert in the race. Mm -hmm. you, you've got Hit Show, who I think is interesting. I agree with you completely. Um, you've got red route one who's interesting, who, who the distance seems like would be fitting for the horse. So, um, you've got, and you've got some D other ones are kind of sort of quote unquote new shooters that we, you know, don't necessarily know a ton about, but you know, could benefit from the distance here as well. So I, to me, I, I feels it's certainly better than the Preakness <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's better than, uh, than the Derby as well, just because this, this feels, even though it's a mile and a half, it definitely feels like a truer race. Um, then maybe the Derby is going was, or is going to be. Um, and actually, you know, I want to look at a couple of comments. I, I agree with like, so I disagree with you, Dennis. Uh, Tapit Trice was a real deal. And if Forte wasn't turned on the bar and he wouldn't be here. And Curtis, I agree with you, Curtis, if Mike Rapoli wasn't from New York, would Forte be in the Belmont? That is what I think is happening here. Not the, I think if you want to be, if my honest opinion is, if you ask Pletcher, if you gave him truth serum here, you know, and Ripoli couldn't hear his answer, uh, Tapit Rice is his horse in this race. That's his horse. He's been saying that since March, I think, you know, and he's got him in the, and he's, he looks good, everything. But his, one of his best owners in the game is Ripoli, right? And he, and Ripoli loves this race and he's got the two year old champion and they kind of got, what, however you want to talk about the, the scratch of the Derby, but they didn't like that. They was scratched. Right. Mm -hmm. And if he's, they're going to run them, you know? And so 
if you're Pletcher, I think you maybe if it's you know if you just blank out the owners and you're just looking at the horses in general, I think you're probably pointing to the Travers with them. But given who's own who owns the horse, I think that has a big play in this. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. Um, I I think you're right. I I think it's situation. Hey, the owner wants to run. Call up the trainers. Like, hey, is can he run? Yes, no. If the answer is yes, we'll run him. You know, and I think that's all that really is. I I think people. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to trying to think about how to phrase this. Uh, I don't think people realize how much the owners tell the trainers what to do when they're this size, right? Uh, meaning their operation is as big as what Rapoli is or, 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 you know, name another big owner or trainer or owner. Um, even a guy like Todd Pletcher sometimes gets told what to do by the trainer because, believe it or not, these trainers who, you know, work a normal job and have a, have a regular office job think they know more than this this or this owner i should say think they know more than this trainer who's on the backside every single day with their horse watching their horse that happens a lot and so sometimes you see a trainer and you're like what is he doing this is weird and it's it's literally because the owner said run the horse yeah and, and like let's i mean i'm trying to be like nice about it because it I, I don't, I've never owned a horse like of this, this magnitude and like, you know, Rapoli grew up, you know, in New York, he wants to win the Belmont. He did win the Belmont of course last year, but like, this is, a, this is his derby really, you know, and, and, uh, he's got a horse and he wants to run him. and, and who's to say, even if he's not like maybe the ideal situation for, if you're Pletcher is you think you can win the Travers with him, but you want to get him there, you know, in a different way he still could be better than the rest of this group and win, you know? So it's not like, even if he, it's like, well, you don't like it. Maybe that's a reason to play against, but certainly could still win the race. Um, if the rest of this group isn't, isn't as, you know, isn't great. So I, I just, I don't necessarily blame Ripoli for wanting to run the horse here. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, if, if the horse is better now after the issue of the foot or whatever in the Derby, then it's like, well, you kind of have to go to the, well, if they're good, might as well run them. Right. And, and I yeah. guess that is, partly true i just i don't like ever and, and you know like any terms of we had a plan and then it gets changed you know i don't like that especially real quick and i think what you said is what everybody really needs to pay attention to because here's the deal we can speculate why the horse is there right and we could be right or we could be wrong but we'll never really know if we were right if we were wrong you're not going to get the honest answer if anything if you know anything about horse racing, you're never going to get an honest answer from an owner or a trainer or a jockey ever. Well, dude, look at the Derby week. Like up until the day of the scratch, morning so, of the scratch, Pletcher was still going off about how great yeah. he was and how good he looked yeah. and everything was perfect and all systems were go. And then two hours later, the horse is scratched. Exactly. So you can sit there and speculate, well, he's only there because of Ripoli or no, he's there because Pletcher thinks he's a monster. You, you might be right. You might be wrong, but you're wasting your time. You're never going to know that answer. And even if you know people that know these people, you're not going to know that answer. I can speak from, from experience, but what you do know is they came out to the public and said, we are not running in the Belmont period. We're going to try the Preakness. And that was before that got off the table. They said, we're going to try to get to the Preakness. He's not going to the Belmont. Now he is going. That's a fact, right? Like that's something, you know, was the plan and now it's gone. So to speak on what Jared said to the last point, 
that's not speculation. That's a fact you know. And so now you can take that into account, right? And you could play, I'm, you know, just playing devil's advocate, you could play the card of like, well, at that time they thought they could run the Preakness and they, and they turned out they couldn't. And so they wanted to run one race of the Triple Crown. That was the race. Now they got that taken off the table. Now it's the Belmont. You know, so, I, you could make that argument too, but I, I, I don't know. So, it, it's weird. To get to Charles' point, he said, yeah, but that was the Churchill vet call, not the barn. So here's the reality of what happened, Charles. And I mean, you can believe it or not, but this is what happened. The, the barn wanted to scratch the horse. The barn knew the horse needed to be scratched. The owner would not accept it and would not allow them to do it. That's why the vet had to make the call. Nine times out of 10, if the owner's not squawking, the horse is scratched. And the owner has a history of doing this. If you look back to Uncle Mo, it was the same kind of situation. Yep. That's that's why the vet had to make the call. It's not a situation where a vet came in and said, you can't do this. It's a situation where the owner and the trainer had a disagreement, and so the vet had to come in and make the call one way or the other. But he wasn't actively searching the barns looking for scratches. All right. So we, uh, you know, obviously once the, the race gets, you know, final and we get an idea of, you know, post positions and all, when are they drawing, by the way, are they drawing on uh, Monday? I believe, it, I believe it's Monday. Yeah. Usually okay. it's Monday. Yeah. So, you know, after the weekend, we should know, you know, who's in the field, what the uh, you know post positions. I know a lot of people have been commenting about, um, <clears throat> you know, if Tabatrice draws outside, then that's going to be a lot better for him. Uh, you know, I don't think it hurts. Let's put it that way. In a race like this, it's hard to, you know, get too worried about post positions going as long as they do. Um, give me a horse that's not, you know, isn't well, not Tabatrice and not Forte. Let's put it that way. That you're most appealed to right now. Um, you know, as far as you're interested in playing to win. A hit show, a hit show for me because I think he's going to be about ten to one. Well, I and. and it, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe he won't be. Maybe people will look at it like me. But I think Hitch shows the one that if you want a bit of a, bit of a price, I, I would throw Angel of Empire not on that mix. I think he'll be bet down. Not saying he's a bad bet, just saying he doesn't fit the question you asked, I don't think, either. But I think Hitch show does. I think he'll get a little bit ignored. Forte, Tavatrice, Angel of Empire are going to take a lot of money. National Treasure. So there's four horses that will be lower odds than Hitch show. So, I mean, mathematically speaking, that's the horse that's going to be a little bit higher than maybe he should be. So uh, I thought his derby was very impressive. Um, and I think if he can get a trip, finally, um, hit show could be a dangerous horse at a price. Yeah, you really stole everything I was going to say about that one, because I agree. <laughs> I, you know, I when I did the uh, the analysis of the uh, of the Derby afterwards, uh, on, on our YouTube page, like hit show was one that really kept coming, you know, standing out to me. I, I didn't really go into it thinking that, and I kept watching him, you know, cause he's a, he's a pretty noticeable horse as well. And you're just like, damn man, like he ran a good race. He just, the trip, he got tired man. What a, what a horse. It's just, he's gotten trip issues. seems like constantly, um, a horse. I think if he can get the distance, which, you know, I think he's should, um, he shouldn't have any excuses for a trip in this case. And I think he's super dangerous and I agree. Like, I think so. Like I would, I would rather play him than angel of empire. Um, and I get, if tap shoes gets in, obviously out of the, out of the three, no doubt hit show, but, um, 
where are you at with red route one? And I, like, are you, cause you, on one end it's like, well, it's, you have the, the, the idea of, gosh, now we're going a mile and a half. He should love going a mile and a half. And Asmussen said, I mean, it was, I don't even think the horse was back to the barn after the Preakness yet. And he was like, we're definitely going to the Belmont, you know? And this is a, a horse that seems like on paper, the longer they go, the better. But we saw it in the Preakness. He was highly impacted by the lack of pace, the slow pace. See, could see that here again with no logical pace up front other than National Treasure. So where do you kind of stand with him? Do you think the the, the pace is going to still factor in on him and maybe he doesn't quite get the run that that – that he ha- we, we've seen from him and maybe a third, fourth at best? Or do you think the distance is going to be in his favor and he could have a potential to upset? I, I can't get there with a potential to upset. I, I just can't. I just don't think he's that type. Um, I think third or fourth is probably his ceiling in a race like this. Uh, and I think that's kind of how he's been his whole career, you know, when he dropped down to the bathhouse row stakes, he still just barely won. Um, and, and you just look at this and it's like, yeah, he won. He analyzed the race and people like he's getting better. It's like, no, the horses in front of him just weren't as fast, you know? So I, I feel like that's what he is. Um, I would be pretty surprised if he won, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if he gets up and hits the board. I mean, that's, that's just kind of what he is at this point. Yeah. I'm more on, I think I'm more on the fence or more on the, the side of, uh, of uh, underneath the best with him still. I just don't yeah. like, I, he's too slow. I, I just don't think he's fast enough. And if you have a situation, like we've seen in this race, it's not the, it's not like these dead clothes. Now, granted he did. They did try to get him into the race more in the Preakness. It didn't work, but he was, he was much closer in the race than he had been in well his whole career. Um, that's not what wins that race is where you come flying from out of it. You need it's tactical. And that's a little bit of concern. If you're tapping trice, you know, you got to have the horse put a, that horse in a better position, you know, in that kind of like they did in the bluegrass um, in order to win this race. You're not going to win this race by coming from 10, 15 out of it. You've got to be near the lead, near the pace somewhat because they're not going to go fast. And uh, that's what's going to it's going to take to win. So if you're going to be Red Art One, if you're going to be Tabitha Trice or Angel of Empire, you're going to have to sit a much closer trip than maybe some anticipate. Yeah, and I think that is going to be a big problem. And you look at the the only closer uh, in recent years, uh, recent meaning 10, 15 years, I can really remember that that one from way out of it. Uh, was creator and he made and, and uh, mm-hmm. any any almost I should say any closer in this race you've got to be able to make like three moves in the race like if you're in last or close to last like you got to make a kind of a move up the backside you got to make a move on the turn and then you got to finish the race down the stretch right and so that's that's kind of what you have to do you got to be a pretty special horse to do that uh, and I don't see that out of Red Route One. He just looks like a one one you know pace type. Well, not maybe not one pace, but one move type of horse. He's just a stretch runner. Uh, you know, I, I think you're going to have to make multiple moves to kind of get uh, get to where you need to be. Even Essential Quality fell a little bit further behind than what you would think. But again, he did that same kind of thing. He made a couple moves and got himself in a real good spot. You got to be in a good spot turning for home. Um, and I don't think Red Route One will be in good enough of a spot yeah you talk about creator also the son of tap it so yep. uh it's yep. definitely kind of has that you know i, I want to give credit to uh, i saw this article 
Uh, I don't love the content that Horse Racing Nation puts out, but every once in a while there's something decent out there. And um, they 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 put out a, an article this week about kind of the the, the tappets, how they performed in the in the Belmont, particularly the ones that have ran in the Derby, the Derby, the Belmont jump. From there's been seven starters from the Belmont to or I'm sorry, from the Derby to the Belmont. And uh, three of one of those seven, and all seven have hit the board. Um, uh, you know, Frosted Creator, Lanny, uh, Taprit, Hofberg, Tacitus, <laughs> uh, Essential Quality, and then, of course, now coming to Tappet Trice. But, you know, none of them finished better than fourth in the Derby, and uh, all of them finished top three, including three wins in the Belmont. So I think that's interesting. It just shows you how tough that race can be for tappets in the derby and how beneficial that race can be for the, in the Belmont for those tappets. Yep. It's, it's just a trend now for sure. Happens once you don't think a whole lot about it, it happens again and again. It's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a trend. And, and uh, who would have thought, right? It's a little bit strange, but that that's, that's definitely where we're at. I mean, there's no arguing it anymore. All right. So I told, I asked you as far as the other ones, you know, who is your pick right now? Obviously not locked in. We're going to change. We could change once uh, everything gets out there, but your early pick to win, who is it? I have no idea. Huh? I have no idea. Um, You gotta, you gotta say someone. Uh, Hit show. (laughs) I really, I really don't know. I don't know the answer. Man. That. (laughs) What, what's gonna what's gonna get you there i don't know <laughs> i really don't know i i don't know i you know when the first probables came out i thought oh there's gonna be a lot of speed in this race and so i was definitely like tapatrice angel vampire uh, forte there it's really gonna set up well but now you look at this and it's like god there's no speed and i think you kind of want a close plotter in this race all of a sudden so i i don't really know at this point and Look, what is handicapping in advance got us these two triple crown races so far? Do- nothing but disappointment. So I'm, I'm just gonna wait till the, the entries come out before I really think about it too hard. Well, uh, well. By the way, mine would be tap it tries. Just you know, as of right now, I have to stick with it. But um, at this point, based off the first two legs, yeah, um, Dennis. Like after the first two legs of the race, like might as well not even handicap until about thursday or friday um when you look at these races <laughs> what's the over under 1.5 of scratches we'll have after they draw uh that seems to be the right number and on top of that you know how many you know horses under you know three to one will we see scratched uh from the race that's that's been the mo so far you know you had forte scratch well a slew of scratches in the derby of course first mission scratching was a huge one in the preakness let's hope maybe we can Maybe this can be like the we can end the triple crown on the right foot as we head into summer. Well, I keep I keep saying in the videos I do to to you know kind of prepare people for the Belmont or, or or you know preview the Belmont. It's like okay, we got to hold this field together. Right now it looks good, and we're in every every week, every every day really we're losing a horse here and there. You still have the main players though, so I, I still think I'm very hopeful. But boy, by Monday, will they all enter? And then by Saturday, will they all race? I I don't know. I'm, I've learned not to get just too excited until they get in the gates. (laughs) I know. Um, Dottie, 
Thank you. But, you know, I'm sure Tavit Rice will win now when now the fantasy league is out of reach for me. Uh, yeah. He'll win just to piss me off. Uh, but, yeah, I hope he wins just to – I mean, what what is the top, like, of the fantasy league, Halterman? How many actually make money in this thing? What top? Uh, it's, it's 150, 25, 10. So – Well, shit, man. Top five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Oh, you mean places. Uh, top five – top five – don't have to pay. I think the top four pays out. Well, perfect. I yeah. mean, I can I can deal with that. So. Yeah, you're you shouldn't have to pay. No. Also, not paying anything at this point. I'm I'm happy, and because you know I, I can't live with the fact of paying shoddy any money. You know, what no. I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be my job. <laughs> um, yeah, go rocker. I just ruined everything. Uh, the firm stakes though pointed that. When is that race? That's coming up. It's uh, that, Sunday. That's Sunday, right? Yep, it is Sunday. Yep. So go rock a ride. I'm sure we'll win by about 20 in that race and show why um, just to, just to rub some salt in the wound there. But yeah, um, Belmont stakes, not this weekend, next weekend, June 10th. Right now, that's the early look at the race coming up. Stay tuned. We'll have tons more. And of course the field, the final field coming out uh, early next week. <laughs> All right, time for Rapid Fire, presented by OG Handicappers. What's up, guys? JerryWaltzRacingDudes.com. Have you ever cashed a huge bet and thought, man, I wish I had a t-shirt to commemorate this victory? Now you do. That's right. Maybe you cashed in on a mutter. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Look at that. A mutter. You got that. This is the apparel you've been waiting for. It's finally here, OG Handicappers. That's OGHandicappers.com. This is the face of horse racing apparel. It's not only horse racing. They've got golf. They've got lifestyle, casinos, cigars, bedding. You name it. It features all your favorite. Look at that. So you cashed it on the front runner. Of course, it went gate to wire. Now, you know what? I need a t-shirt for this. Boom. You've got it, OG Handicappers. OG Handicappers has a vibe for everyone, and they even now have ladies' apparel. I'm thinking about getting some ladies' apparel for the, you know, for the Tinder girls. Let's bring them over. Here's a shirt for you. All right, OGHandicappers.com. Look at this. Get the uh, exact. Maybe yeah, cash it on a huge exacta. You know what? I need one. Or maybe you're the best, the favorite of the family. Grade one bread. That's it. That's what you need. Follow them on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to their store at OGHandicappers.com. Get yours today. Use promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, at checkout for a 10% discount. That's OGHandicappers.com. Go get it. Hey, let's go to Penn National. One of the, well, not one of, the only time (laughs) of the year. That we talk about Penn National, and uh, it's good. You know, every year it's good racing, though, on this day. Friday, uh, race five, the Penn Oaks. Uh, of course, this will be racing at night, the 610 Central, 710 Eastern time uh, for this race. 150K for Phillies, three-year-olds going one mile on the turf, field of nine. Uh, lines up here, Halterman. Really came down to the Pletcher versus the Chad Brown, it looks like, at least on paper. 
uh, Princess Bettina and Royalty Interest all the way outside for Chad Brown. Did you go one of those two or did you go elsewhere? I went with Royalty Interest here for Chad Brown, the nine horse. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a really interesting race uh, for her. Debuted at Tampa last time out, ran very, very well. Irad Ortiz was aboard that day. He gets aboard here. So I'm going to go Royalty Interest in this spot to get us kicked off. You know, dude, I uh, I thought this was an interesting race. I kind of, I honestly almost picked the eight. I thought the eight had, was interesting, but just, you know, taking a big step up here in class. Um, but I liked the way the horses had ran the last couple times. But uh, ultimately, I, I went, I watched a bunch of replays, actually, for this one. And uh, race, or uh, horse nine, yeah, the royalty interest. To me, that performance last time out was pretty high eye-opening i thought that you know debuted made in special weight it's the race right after tapa trice won um the tampa bay derby and uh it was you go back and watch that if you guys want but i read you know rode that horse that day and just i mean this horse just like took off like a cannon out the out, you know down the stretch and just never was really asked um you know back back aboard here again i think she's gonna be tough um the outside post isn't ideal necessarily but I don't, not too worried about it. I think Iran will give a ride. And I, I don't necessarily think this field is awesome. That's another reason why I like the eight a little bit, just because I didn't think the, the field was great. And I kind of took a stance against a little bit with the five, uh, nine to five. So hopefully we can get, um, I don't know if we'll get five to two. Maybe we get two to one on the horse, but uh, I'm with you. Number nine royalty interest for me as well. All right, let's go to the next one here. Race six. The pin mile stakes, grade two, 400K for three-year-olds, going one mile on the turf as well. Field of eight uh, lines up here, and your favorite, very clear favorite, eight to five, number two, major dude, Todd Fletcher and Irad Ortiz as well. But got faces against uh, a group of seven other horses, and, you know, to me, I looked at this one, Alterman, and I thought, you know, maybe finally, you know, this horse has been running kind of too good to lose the last couple races and has, um, maybe finally catches a field that uh, is fit for him and, and he can win. I feel like if number two major dude loses this race, it would be a big disappointment. I mean, especially how well he ran last time out at Churchill Downs. Just got beat by Webslinger, but it was a really good effort for major dude. Like I said, he's been running really well. Two back, tried the synthetic, <laughs> got beat by two fills, and two fills finished second of the Kentucky Derby. I mean, this horse has a ton of back class uh, and I think is definitely the one to beat here. So number two, major dude for me, I am a little bit scared of number five recruiter. This horse trying uh, turf for the first time, but has a pace advantage over this group that I thought was interesting. I think the five is going to take him a long way, but two major dude for me. Yeah. You know, you, you looked back to those last couple and I thought it was, it was important to see the horse go from that Jeff Ruby, which obviously was flattered majorly by two fields running as good as he did in uh in the derby you know i thought he ran he's ran a couple really good races um and it was nice to see him get back to the turf after that effort so you never know like maybe you know he, he uh, needed one or you know he obviously didn't win but he ran really well he ran his best numbers wise race uh that he's ran on the turf in that return back i don't expect him to take another step up I, I, I think you're right. I do think there's some pace in here, but I like the fact that he is a tactical horse and can sit off of it. So um, I'm hoping Irad wins two, uh, two in a row here. Number two major dude for me as well. Do you think, uh, like, do you think they just, they're going to, like, obviously point 
Do you think he like like I know this is a mile race. Do you think they're gonna try to stick with the mile? Like, do you think the the mile in the Breeders' Cup is kind of the the goal here for him? I'm not really sure. Uh, he has stretched out and, and been okay. Uh, I I don't know if he's a mile and a, a mile and a quarter. I should say Belmont Derby type or not. I I would think that would be what they would think of immediately. Not I am I'm not real sure about that. I think uh, how he runs in this race will will kind of tell us a lot. Um, but yeah, look. It's not like he's been a, just a monster at a mile. I think I think stretching out would probably be okay. Yeah, you're right. Truth, truth exposed. Like he runs, like he he trains really well. Like there was a reason why they 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 were kind of interested in running him in the Derby. You know, they think a lot of this horse. I feel like, and um, he seems like to be a very very talented horse. And hopefully, he can he can get it back in the you know the winter circle here and you know head into the summer with with the big summer and into the Breeders' Cup. But all right, guys, let's go to <clears throat> Saturday at Belmont Park. Of course, race nine, the Pennine Ridge Stakes, grade two, worth the 200K for three-year-olds going about one and one-eighth miles on the turf. Field of eight lines up here, and the odds are out now, so I see that, and I don't like the price that I got on nine to five. Number eight, <coughs> Far Bridge, excuse me. You know, this is a horse I just told you, talked about, Major Dude. Horse that beat Major Dude that that race in the American turf. Webslinger, of course, one, Far Bridge, second, Major Dude, third. Are you uh, are you on the Far Bridge uh, bandwagon here now? Uh, you know I am going to play Far Bridge, but I'm not going to go against number four Silver Knot on top. That's who I'm going to play on top in this spot. Uh, Charlie Appleby bringing this horse back over after he came over and ran second by a nose to Victoria Road in an amazing Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year on the turf. Um, you know one start this year didn't go very well. It was over soft ground, so now our second start off the layoff. I think we'll got we'll have a firm turf course. So I went number four Silver Knot. Um, you know, when I heard he was coming over, I thought I'll oh, slam dunk and and I'll I'll probably single, but I probably won't because, like you said, the eight far bridge ran very very well. I don't want to get beat by him. The six also I think is a pretty nice horse as well. So this is a good one, but for me, give me silver knot on top. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a little surprised by the morning line to be honest with you. I I, I, yeah. I expected silver knot to be the favorite um, in the race, not far bridge, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see maybe what um, what would they actually go off. I imagine it'll be very close, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I think I'm a little sour with the Appleby. I know it's such a good angle, and anytime they bring him over, you gotta you know you've gotta pay attention. And I really like Silver Knot in the Breeders' Cup. Ran a good second to Victoria Road. Hit that exactly that day and made a bunch of money on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, the way the horses have been running when they've come over here lately, it's like they ran well but not winning, and so it kind of makes you wonder, um, or it gives me pause. Like, I didn't want to play the horse too low of odds. Now, if you can tell me that 2-1, to one, you're going to lock that in, I'd be more interested in playing it. Um, but I thought he uh, would be a lot shorter of a price. Maybe he will be. I thought Far Bridge ran really well in defeat last time out. You know, kind of had to come up the inside. Learned a lot, I feel like, of that race. First start with Todd Fletcher that day, now gets another start. So I think this horse is going to be tough. Another horse I looked at quite a while was the six Calic. Yep. That's an interesting horse. I think that might be the best Chad Brown horse of the race. Um, that horse looked really good last time out. Went on the lead, but has also won off the lead last the two back. I'm sorry. So I do think this horse is kind of feels like an up and coming developing horse at the right time. So I think the six Calic is interesting as well, but I'm going to go number eight far bridge to, uh, to win here in the Penine ridge um all right let's go to where are we going next what do you think i mean how, interesting race because do you think 
like you said, like Silver Knot, you and I'm with you. I, I, I emailed you the other day. I was like, when I saw Silver Knot was coming, I was like, oh, he's coming, you know, he's back. Like you think logically single, but then you see the field and like you can make a case for going two, three deep even here. Absolutely. I, I think it's a really good field. I think these, these two, three horses that run well here, they're going to run right back in the Belmont Derby and be tough because these these are good horses. And, and Silver Knot, uh, I think the thing you worry about, he did not run very well in his first race of the season. And so I know it's completely different when you come here, but it's enough to go, okay, this this Calic who could get loose on the lead, this eight far bridge, uh, even you know, a horse like the three or the five, they can compete with him. There's no doubt. So it's going to be a really good race. I, I think the Penine Ridge and, you know, the, the Pinmile, we talked about Major Dude a lot, but there's there's some decent horses in that one too. I think you're going to see some good performances that will lead uh, to a really good Belmont Derby, which will be next for a lot of them. You know, back to the race, uh, Michael, you bring a, a good point. And this is an exact strategy that I've been playing and having a lot of success with here lately is um, – you know, I agree. Like whatever, you know, whichever Brown is is speed you want to play, um, Silver Knot or Farbridge to run them down. But maybe you can wire them. But you know, if you really think the six is interesting on top, but if you also really think Farbridge or Silver Knot will come running, maybe you like I like I'm not against you. Got to look at the wheel pace, of course. But like a four, like Silver Knot, Farbridge over Calic, you know, something like that. Like you, the idea of Calic will go to the lead be running someone will you know one of them will nail him and uh you know and typically i've had a lot of success with that's like one of, maybe one of them doesn't maybe far bridge doesn't run great maybe it's silver not or vice versa if you can get that home if you have confidence that calic is going to run a r good race but just get nailed by one of them um that exactly can pay really well so uh it's interesting to see what those will pays are because i might be playing that so yep um all right let's go to churchill downs on saturday race eight we got a couple to talk about here the Shawnee Stakes, Grade Three, we're 225k for Phillies and mares, four-year-olds and up, going one and one sixteenth miles. Field of eight uh, shows up here Not on the six horse, no, two to one on Frost Point. Are you going there, or are you going to use? You know, Pauline's Pearl is one of those that I want to play, but I just don't have confidence in her. Yeah, this is. I, I hate this race. To be completely honest with you, it's, this is a weird race for sure. Uh, I, I debated on this one a lot. I, I'm not going to go Frost Point on top, even though I do kind of concede that Frost Point's going to be tough. I'm going to give her one more shot. Number three, Pauline's Pearl for me. I, I just feel like we're getting back amongst our friends. You know, in, in at Sam Houston in the Ladies Classic, we were in a grade three race. Uh, we're up against Hidden Connection, a horse that, you know, could have a chance as well. And, uh, and she was able to win. Then we went back-to-back -back grade ones, and that's just... That's not Pauline's Pearl anymore. So I went number three Pauline's Pearl in this spot. I, I hope that price of five to two floats up a little bit. I, I don't like the price that much. Yeah, you know, I it sucks. I, I, struggled, to be honest. I, 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 I struggled with this one for a long time because yeah, I was just like, you know, I want to pick Pauline's Pearl, but those last couple races were horrendous. Yeah. And I, I get that you're getting class relief here you know ran five times at churchill downs only ran one uh, only won once and only hit the board two times out of those five so i, I kind of took a stand to, you know listen i come the same way like at first i went into this like okay obviously i'm not picking frost point and i'm picking you know, i'm looking at everyone else i'm like oh i like the five a little bit oh i like maybe the seven i maybe can finally get it done 
Maybe the, maybe the A Moon Swag was interesting with the pace setup. Maybe the, the pace collapses and the A comes flying. I just kept going back to the six. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, and I hate to chalk out, but the six Frost Point at two to one. But you know, winner of the last three, and frankly, all of them were pretty dominating um, efforts. And, and I think this horse, you know, is just catching a field once again that is not overly great and uh likes this distance and and you know alvarado bill mott Godolphin. i don't know i just think this is a is maybe a just um, you might overthink it a little bit trying to beat uh trying to beat her so i'm with number number uh six frost point to win all right let's go to the next one the arlington stakes race nine grade three 225k for four-year-olds and up going one one sixteenth miles on the turf field of seven Lined up here, eight to five on set piece. Classic Causeway at four to one. Get smoking at six to one. Kentucky Ghost eight to one, and Royal Patronage at three to one. Those are kind of your some of your top contenders. But set piece or Royal Patronage? Did you go one of those two? I went Royal Patronage on top. I, I kind of like this horse. One off the layoff last time out. I think should get better here in this spot. I think there's a lot of speed in this race. Well, maybe not a lot of speed, but I think there will be a hot pace is probably a better way to say it because the one and the three, I think, go at it early. And I think the six just kind of bides uh, his time and then uh, pounces at the top of the stretch. I kind of like this horse. You know, brought him, brought him over last year, ran in some really tough races. Uh, now we've kind of reset. We won an allowance. I think we're in good a good spot now. So I like Royal Patronage here, the six horse. Uh, hopefully we get that three to one price. I mean, tell me, like, maybe remind me. Like, I did we was one Royal Patronage the horse that we bet real hard? Or what? Where? Why am I thinking? Keep coming to that horse. I keep thinking of that horse's name. And I know that um, horse ran into Keeneland and won. But I just feel like I remember this. I know that horse. Like, I feel like I bet this horse last time. I can't remember what day that it's April 20th. Uh, was that uh, Lexington Day? Lexington Stakes Day, maybe? Because um, if so, we could have had them in some, in some of that. <clears throat> I don't remember. Like, I feel like we did, though. Uh, let me look here. Was it... it? Maybe, what was it? I don't know. Could Maybe you have bet him at Saratoga that day in the Saratoga Derby? Ooh. When he faced Nation's Pride, Annapolis. That may have been it. That may be it. Because he was 14 to 1. Yeah. I think that may have been it. Off of the what? coming in, off of, uh, yeah. I think that was it. I, yep. I think that was it. Um, anyways, I, I, I went to look to that horse quite a bit. I kind of went with your old buddy, Set Piece. Um, I know you, you're just, I know why you're not picking the horse, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate him as much as you do. I, I, I'm kind of the same way. I just feel like <clears throat> the pace is going to be there for the horse. And, you know, this is a horse that <clears throat> has ran huge races in the past, kind of out of nowhere sometimes, but likes Churchill down seven starts, four wins, uh, six starts at this distance, three wins. So more than anything, I think it's a combination of the pace setup. And you're just, you know, you're getting a very, I wouldn't even know if I could say average field that the horse can uh, can tackle. But, uh, yeah, I went with number seven set piece to win here. Man, I feel like I'm really chalking out, which is <laughs> not something I usually do on these. Uh, race 10, the blame stakes, grade three, worth 225K. 
Uh, for four-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles, you got a field of eight lined up here. Rattle and roll at two to one. I can tell you, I can confirm, I will not chalk out here because it is against my religion to play McPeak as a favorite and two to one. But are you going to? Yep, because I've played him two straight times as favorites, and he's won with rattle and roll. <laughs> so I'm gonna play him one more time. And this is another race. I abs- I can't stand it. I hate it. Uh, if if I look, if I'm playing rattle and roll, it, it just means that I don't like anybody else. And I was the same way with the last two times when I played him. The other problem is like he's he's beaten a lot of these horses before. Um, like. I'm curious to see who you went with because I do think if you're not playing him, you can make a case for a lot of these. You know, Pioneer Medea, Nina, Happy American. Uh, you want to go Santin? I, I don't know, but I'm I'm going to go rattle and roll. I think he's the best of the group. Well, you said it, <clears throat> and uh, if you feel like if you can't go him, which I'm not, then I feel like you can make a case for almost any of them. Pioneer of Medina and I are. We're, we broke up long ago. It's over. Like, I, I, I never taken them back. So, um, so that's not happening. Happy American was one that I looked at for quite a while. Um, I just can't get there with Happy American. Barber Road. Got at least say Barber Road name just for shoddy. Yep. Even though I gave Mike some shit on Twitter, I'm kind of with him. Like this horse. Like I get the horses ran better lately, but. I just, you know, a couple things. One, the horse has been running better on Lasix. That's a huge thing. Two, goes back off Lasix here. Uh, and three, like, maybe that, maybe that was two. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, he, he uh, you know, this is obviously, you step it up in class. So, I don't I don't necessarily believe that he can win here. Masquerade, I think, is interesting. Listen, may, like, I'll say, like, I'm playing against Rattle and Roll. I will use defensively because I do think he's the best horse in the race, right? Like, I don't think there's any doubt. Look at the way he's the last couple of races. Like, this horse is certainly um, very, very good. And and I'm still not over, still not over that Pimlico special mm-hmm. where I had speed bias and that exacta huge. And I still don't know how. I don't know how CZ Rocket got the nose down on that race last weekend and second, and I don't know how this horse didn't. But still, what horse did I not mention, Alterman? Number five, Santine. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I'm picking. And listen, it's more of a case of, okay, I'm not picking the one, and I don't like anyone else in the race, so you might as well pick a little bit of the unknown. And if there's a horse that has ran numbers that can beat the one, it's the five. Now, they were on turf start making the the dirt debut but if you look at the way the horses ran you got to think they're they're thinking we're gonna go to the lead we're gonna be close to the lead here with the five and if this horse you know likes takes to the uh, the dirt i think this horse has got the class to, to make it a little challenging for um rattle and roll now it's a big price at eight to one there's a reason why it's eight to one i would need a lot of that price in order to play but i to me i'm going one five and uh, or five one however you want to you know take that but as far as the multis i'd play the one and the five and just hoping the five takes to the dirt and can you know pull off an upset here because i just don't have a lot of faith in the rest of them hard to have faith in any of the eight yep so i get it you try to take a little bit of a 
the new approach or however you want to phrase it there with Santana. I, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I've never liked this horse even on the turf. So that was kind of my pause for playing him on the dirt. I just said, yeah, I, I don't ever even play him when he's on the turf. So I'm not going to do it now. But I get it. I mean, you're trying to find something and that's something. I mean, we don't know that he's just average on the dirt. Uh, so we'll find out. Well, yeah, and my, and Mike, like you're right. Like we don't know. Like I agree. Like the, he's he's definitely not ran well the last couple starts, um, and it could be a case of like you know Walsh is like, hey, well, let's try something different. Maybe that will, and that and that's very much the case. But the point I'm making is I do think the one is a very logical horse. If there is going to be a horse to upset, <clears throat> I don't have the confidence. I don't have the. Um, the uh, belief or the opinion in any of these other horses. So I'm look, going more towards the unknown. You know, you look at Santine last year, uh, very capable. I mean, ran, you know, three straight triple digit buyer races, including a 106 in the Arlington Million. Like the horse is capable of running huge races and that it would be enough, by the way, to beat the one, but we just have to do it on dirt. So um, I'm looking at, like, whereas I don't, I look at this field and I'm like, I don't, I mean, I guess Pioneer Medina has ran a 103 in the past and that was in a loss. <laughs> So I just can't get there with him. So one five for me. All right, let's go to Santanita for the final one here. Race eight, the summertime Oaks grade two or 200 K for three-year-old Phillies going one, one sixteenth miles. Field of seven shows up here. Five to two on the inside. The alleys look uh, going over to the West coast. Now, uh, formerly trained by Brad Cox, Mike Smith <clears throat> gets, <clears throat> man, gets them out allergies uh you got baffert with at three to one doing the hard way anywho for sadler at three to one four to one and tell me no lies where are you going here this is like this was an impossible race really because it's it's kind of (laughs) shitty it's funny how you like it's like pin pin national and belmont we talked about those and it's like you can hear the joy of like wow this is gonna be fun this could be good and then then we just kind of went downhill after that this is another one it's just it's a weird race for sure right i mean a lot of different ways you could go uh, I went number five, doing it the hard way on top for uh, Baffert. Hopefully, just uh, this this Philly just gets out to the front and takes some gate to wire. That's that's my hope here. I don't see a ton of other speed in the race, and so I think she can she can kind of just get the trip and hopefully hold them off. So I'm going to go the number five. All right. Well, I don't. I mean, hard to disagree with that one. But uh, listen, I I'm not. <clears throat> The Alex look last out, finished third in the Kentucky Oaks, the third in the Fairgrounds Oaks. I think this horse is interesting for sure, but I don't like playing the horse as a favorite, no doubt. Um, I went all the way to the outside here with the seven, anywho. I think that's an interesting horse, kind of similar to doing the hard way, stretching out, even though that horse has, has stretched out. But this horse that has been spaced out, you know, seven furlongs in October, seven furlongs in March, um, and now stretches out, you know, to the, to, uh, the mile on the 16th with Sadler, Hironis Racing. Like obviously, this is a horse that's well bred, and you know, um, they seem to have high high hopes for the horse. It just it just kind of blew out the fields. Those two got 90 buyer that last race as well. So I think the horse, if the horse stretches out, we should sit a nice trip. And um, I like the placement here. Uh, drawing outside, I don't think is a bad thing. Should be able to sit off that pace just a tad, and then hopefully have something left late in the race. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's not the greatest of fields, Halterman. No. Uh, the Alley's look, uh, that's an odd odd one that she shows up here. I thought she was like 500 to 1 to run next in the summertime Oaks at Santa Anita, right? So, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you even, like, thought of this race when it came to her. 
I mean, yeah. and then what's the like? Why you know? It's not like Brad, it's not like Brad Cox is can't doesn't ship horses out west. So, what's with the trainer change? I don't know. Really odd. Really, really odd. I I, I don't know. Um, because look, you like said third in the Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Oak, excuse me, and and you're like, okay, that's it's pretty good. And then, yikes, you know. <laughs> Every time we talk about this year, you know, every year it rolls around. I think of Stellar win, winning this yeah. race, yeah, yeah, getting a nostril down. Um, just that was one. That was one of my kind of like. That's like probably like the most like random. Um, I want to say this like one of the, my most random horses that I really really like and still think about sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, ran just you know won the Summertime Oaks and won the Tory Pines and then gosh, you and I both had her in the in the distaff that year and. Oh. God, just disgusting, disgusting loss. But yeah, really nice horse. Um, but yeah, every time we do this race, I think of Stellar Win. All right, guys, I am on number seven. Anywho, Halterman uh, going with the Baffert here. Number five, doing it the hard way. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. Check out our racingdudes.com for our free picks and, of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember to go check out the Belmont Stakes Betting Bible. That is, it will be available like within like the hour. Uh, if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to this later, it is available right now at racingdudes.com. Remember, the Betting Bible covers not just the Belmont Stakes, but the entire massive card that will be going on on Saturday, June 10th at Belmont Park. Uh, we killed the Preakness Betting Bible over a 70% plus ROI and the Preakness. I had a huge $500 or exacta that day, and hopefully we can kind of get that momentum back uh, in the right place here as we head into the Belmont. So make sure you get go get your hands on that. See exactly how we're betting every single race on the card. Top four uh, consensus picks from the entire team at RacingDudes.com. Uh, everything you need to cash in huge. Make sure you go get your hands on that uh, at the website at racingdudes.com. All right. We are on Twitter at, at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, all the places you listen to. We are on there. The Magic Mike Show is as well. Any idea? I haven't looked. Oh, here we go. The Belmont Pick 5. They're doing the yeah. Belmont Park Saturday late Pick 5 preview coming up later this afternoon at 4 o'clock Central. Make sure you stay tuned for the Magic Mike show and listen to uh, them on all the same platforms. I meant to mention this earlier um, and we just got going too much on the Belmont stakes, but I was looking earlier at the, uh, the probable fields or the possible fields for uh, a couple of the races. We don't know all of them yet, but as far as what uh, Naira has released for the, uh, the Met mile and, uh, and the, and the true North, those are the ones. And, I thought it was interesting. The probables for the Met Mile as of right now are Charge It, <laughs> hmm. uh, Cody's Wish, Doppelganger, uh, Farmo Power, Hoist the Gold, Repo Rock, Slow Down Andy, Taba, and White Abario, or Rick Dutro now. And uh, Zandon and Dr. Scheibel are possible. And I thought that was interesting because Elite Power, who was in, in the, going towards that race for a while, is now a probable for the true north. Mm-hmm. So you have Anarchist, Elite Power, Fearless, Strobe, and Synthesis as probables. Dr. Scheibel, also Little Vic. Today's Flavor, Twisted Ride are all possibles for the true north. So I thought that was interesting that uh, Elite Power now shifting towards the true north versus the Met Mile. 
Makes sense. He's a sprinter. So that, that would make sense to go there. Uh, yeah. Met mile is going to be interesting. That's a lot of, that's a mixed bag uh, to say the least. That's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on with that one, including white Abario going to Rick Dutro. So uh, yeah, I mean, you've got, um, how to phrase it. You've got the, like a great story with Cody's wish. And then you've got a lot of not so great stories with some of those other horses. So that'd be really interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, you know, I think probably, with, and also with with elite power is like if you're probably hoping you had more than a race or had had a race prior, you know, it's hard to go off the layoff straight to the Met Mile, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if he had a race prep prior, and then it's like, well, okay, we'll, we'll stretch him out a little bit and try the the Met Mile, but uh, it makes sense. Obviously, bigger races down the road, of course, into the into uh, uh, Saratoga. So, um, <clears throat> how much are you going to bet on Charge It to win the Met Mile? Not none. 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 Um, I I mean, Cody's wish, if you, man, you know, Tabe is going to be tough, but what is he anymore? I don't know. I have no faith in him, but he does get Baffert and coming into New York. I I think it's going to be, like I said, there's Cody's wish really needs to win that race because I'm afraid if he doesn't, who does? <laughs> it's like, ugh. like, like, like Michael says, if repo rocks beats Cody's wish, you know, white Abario beats Cody's wish. That's gonna, that's gonna feel dirty. Uh, you know, it, it yeah, just the, is the Jamie Ness, Rick Dutro exacta. How about that? <laughs> or how about get Tabe a third, the Jamie Ness, Rick Dutro, Bob Baffert trifecta. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna feel dirty. So hopefully, hopefully Cody's wish can win that. He, he he's gonna be the favorite, but yeah, it'll be an interesting race. That's that's gonna be good. That's gonna be a really good race. Yeah, Cody's wish was really good uh, last time out of Churchill. So we'll see if he can make it uh, two for two on the year. Yes, Mike, we need to make a, a shirt that says "Friends don't let friends bet charge it." We can't just anytime you think about it, just say just have a friend like on speed dial, like you can call up and be like, "Listen, I'm thinking." dude i'm having a hard time over here i'm thinking about betting charge it and it'll say no you can't do it dude don't go back to the dark side i'm done with him he returns to the track that he ran his best race so there's that and it's one turn that might help him i mean there are things but yeah it just he's just too damn goofy you know he i kind of thought he was over that but he's clearly not he he was just that race at Oakland was just disgusting. He's just acted like an idiot in that race, you know, I and doubt that he'll look like a winner for about, you know, five seconds or so of the race. Well, he turned for home. And after the race, uh, our, our buddy Paul texted me. He's like, boy, he got, he got bumped around. I said, go watch that again. He did it all to himself. That's the problem. He ran right up into the back of another horse. Like, he did get bumped around, yes, because he tried to run right into a horse. He, he, he was just all over the place. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, the, if you're playing the multis, what you know, how the the races around it are, are positioned, just to see how you play this race. Because, I mean, you know, last year we had the benefit of ha- having a pretty sweet single there, right? Um, this year, maybe you could come up with a single, but you're just going to have to take a leap. And whether it be Taba, whether it be Cody's Wish, uh, you're going to have to just sack up a little bit <laughs> and hope that uh, you know, hope you can do it. I mean, Taba is certainly interesting, right? I mean, yeah. going, you know, the mile distance for him and the speed, you got to think off the layoff and, and Baffert. I mean, 
certainly makes a lot of sense, but I mean, Cody's wish has just been so good. It'll be, that'll be a really interesting race. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm also very interested to see elite power. I've been ranking him number one in the olders all year, just because I haven't won. I haven't liked a lot of olders like much. And I just thought he was so good uh, last year into last year, but yeah, he's going to have to come back and run huge for me to, to stick with that. So yeah. Um, final thoughts, Hallspring. Good luck, by the way. Yeah. Uh, thanks. And now like I say, if you're going to be at Prairie Meadows, we'll be there Friday and Saturday. Should be fun. A big day tomorrow with Husker Butch running in uh, the first race. And then, um, and we'll see what happens Saturday. Also, uh, Kelly's going to win a couple. I think he's, he's loaded, uh, for this day. So big day for the trainer and, uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets it going off, uh, on the right foot Friday. You know, tell, tell Kelly, I said, hi, will you? I will. I will. Make sure he buys you a drink or two. Okay. I will definitely do that. Make sure te- you tell Kelby I said hi too. Uh, I will do that. Is he, is he shooing your horse? He, uh, yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, yeah. That's... So hopefully he doesn't mess anything up. I don't think he will. He never has. So, hey, you know what? Um, more than anything, make sure you have a, uh, hang on. What is it? Something the water. Altoona oh, water. Altoona, uh, Altoona ice water. Yeah, I, I would drive with you. I would drive myself just to get the Jethro's. Did you know, did you know that Kelby is kind of a legend at that place? Did he, did he, did he defeat the challenge? No, but they, they love him that they printed posters when he got back into Iowa and said, welcome back to town. Kelby Von Hemel with his picture on it. Kelby. Yes. Kelby is a legend at, at Jethro's. When he got back from Saratoga? No, when he got back from from uh, Oakland, you know, Why? he's hot springs. Yeah, welcome back, Kelby von Hemel. Uh, for what though? Like, what is he a legend for? <laughs> well, I think he drinks at that bar every day. Um, hold on, <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Well, they don't want to. They don't want him to go because they make so much money off of him. Well, remember they also printed off little like heads on a stick for Traverse Day when he was up at Saratoga as well. <laughs> um, if i can find he's, he's certainly a vip at that place for how much money he spent on on well mostly alcohol so i've, I've got it hold on let me pull it up uh, i've got gonna hopefully they've got multiples because i'm gonna get one of these um you put it up on the screen yeah i'm going to yeah <laughs> he sent me this he's like, look at this shit i was like oh my god uh, <laughs> there we go i mean you're you're basically gonna be hanging out with a legend then. I yeah, I'm hanging out with an Iowa Hall of Famer and a Jethro's Hall of Famer. <laughs> Take that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Is that like that? He's on a white claw poster. <laughs> well, evidently, evidently, him and uh, Dustin. <laughs> Drank them out of White Claws one year, so now they they do that. <laughs> Is that like you're taking a piss and that poster's up right right in the stall? Supposedly, there's a few hanging up, so we'll see what happens. Dude, if you see one when you're there, you've got to take a picture. Oh with yeah, that poster. I, I I am. I'm going to, but yeah, um, like I said, and, and when he left for the Travers, they had. They had stuff, you know, uh, you know, celebrating Kelby being in Saratoga. And then, like I said, coming back from Hot Springs, this is what he walks into. So um, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I will see these live and in person. So. Listen, I would argue that 
not one person listening to this podcast has ever, ever been cool enough to have their picture on a poster of our, or I don't know if cool is cool the right word. <laughs> oh man, I I don't know. I I was dying when he sent that. I was like, oh my god, that's wow, that's great. What a yeah. legend. It, it's it's funny because when we met Shoddy, I wish we would have met you the day before because you could have seen the real Kelby and myself at the track. But the next the next day we met Shoddy and we were both so hungover. It was incredible. I I never felt so bad as I felt that day. Um. So anyway. Yeah, you got you got the watered down version of Halterman. No, doubt. I was. It was. I don't even know how that happened the last time I was with him. That can't happen again because I, I don't think I can live through it again. So. I do. I wasn't there. That's the problem. When I'm not there to help maintain the night, it just it goes over. Well, what happened was his dad was in his dad and one of his buddies was there and they were just in a, hey, let's hang out and drink mood. And so we left the track drinking way more than we usually had, you know, yeah. and then you go and you do the same amount you'd already done, but you're way ahead of pace and we didn't think about that so yeah i mean anytime i mean i can say like you know anytime like those it doesn't happen often but when you were either at saratoga or or in hot springs and, and kelly makes that decision of like oh shit kelly's gonna go out with us because i mean we obviously always go out with kelby but right. kelly makes that decision it's like you know the night's on at that point <laughs> <laughs> when kelly's in that mood it's like you don't get that very often if at all and so yeah it becomes an epic <laughs> An epic night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the drinks keep flowing. Like there's a re- like yeah. Let's just say like you know you can see you know Kelby Kelby learned the, the where he learned it from. You know like there. Yeah. Kelby or Kelly's obviously way more uh, you know <laughs> mature and grown up now. Uh, but he could tell every once in a while he likes to let loose. So yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys can have some uh, some uh, natural lime white claws for old Husker Butch after you uh, visit the Winter Circle uh, tomorrow yep. afternoon. I'll be watching. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And honestly, the only thing I could drink that day was was high noons. Not I. I wanted to throw up if I drank anything else. So that's why I drank those. I'm so excited for pool season now. Like it's high noon season is what it is. Yep. So that's right. Love me some high noons at the pool. So. Uh, speaking of, I might go just go head there right now. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Halterman, good luck. Um, Thank you. On Friday, remember, race one on Friday at Prairie Meadows, Halterman's Husker Butch. What number is he? Number six. Number six, Husker Butch running the first race at Prairie Meadows. Uh, go put a million dollars on him. He thinks he's a lock to win, he said. No. No. Okay. All right. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you next week uh, for Belmont. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.